2: championing the core conservative principles of limited government, individual liberty, free enterprise and traditional values. This is the John Whitmer Show on 987 and 1330
1: KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 987 and 1330 KNSS. Little journey to the 80s, music. You got a lot of 80s rock but then again i'm old <laughs> i want to remind you to stay informed with up to the minute news while working from home homeschooling the kids just download the odyssey app or tell alexa or google home to play knss radio and if you ever miss an episode you can always visit knssradio.com. you'll find links to podcasts of all our previous episodes there And, of course, make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page and follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show. Joining us now to preview next weekend's state convention being held here in Wichita at the Hyatt is Mike Cuckelman. He's the chairman of the Kansas Republican Party. Mike, thank you for joining us this evening. It's nice to have you back on the show again, my friend. Thank you, John. It's good to be here. Uh, I was looking. I got my tickets, by the way. Uh, Kelly Arnold and I actually will have a booth because, you know, we're the chairs of the Men's Leadership Series, so we'll be there. But I noticed convention registration still going on. You can still register. You still get tickets. And then the event, basically, Friday, the 11th at 2 o'clock, things start right up uh, right at right, literally 2 2.30. 2, 2 things start up, right?
3: That's right. Yes, we'll start Friday afternoon. And uh, we have a lot going on Friday. Of course, we have some training. And uh, in the evening, we have the the uh, gathering, you know, a social gathering for all the Republicans to kick off our uh, convention. So it should be a great Friday afternoon, Friday evening. And then the business portion of our convention, our state meeting occurs uh, on Saturday morning.
1: That, you know, the Friday evenings are always fun because it's Lots of socializing, lots of opportunity. Uh, we, as I don't know if you heard in the last segment we had Jerry Moran on. He'll be there Friday night. But so many of our uh, elected officials, for both the federal delegation and the state delegations, will be there. Usually both the House and Senate leaderships have receptions. But it's a great opportunity for folks to get to know their elected officials and, and be able to, to have good, open, honest conversations with them in a more relaxed environment than a forum or something like that, right?
3: That's right. It's a, it's a great opportunity to interact with the electeds. It's a great opportunity to interact with uh, candidates. And also, it's just a really good opportunity, John, to spend some time with Republicans from around the state uh, that you don't normally see uh, in your own hometown, uh, so it's a good chance to to see people from all four districts and from all over the state, and and to have a relaxed time and and be able to socialize and and again you know to visit with the elected officials as well in an informal setting.
1: And then Saturday, everything starts again at uh, eight thirty. District meetings are at nine thirty. One of the things that's always fun this year, the the KFL Lunch for Life, has uh, Karen Cross, the political director for the National Right to Life. That's at noon. And then you've got a legislative forum with the federal delegation in the afternoon. So Saturday's got all kinds of great things to do. Again, the booths and things, information stuff. Uh, I imagine there'll be plenty of Let's Go Brandon merchandise (laughs) available.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I would imagine there'll be some available, yes.
1: (laughs) And then Saturday night, you'll have to tell me a little bit about this, but it's the first annual Bob Dole dinner featuring Mike Pompeo, correct?
3: That's right. Yeah. So we're going to close everything out Saturday night with a formal dinner, and it is our first annual Bob Dole dinner, and uh, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo will be our featured speaker that evening.
1: Well, and if people are interested, like I said, tickets, the information available at kansas.gop. So it's going to be a great event. Moving. Let me kind of pivot a little bit. Uh, I know that you guys are already because I I talk we every month we have our Sedgwick County chair on. But I know the state party already has to be focusing not only in conjunction with the folks at KFL and the other organizations that are pushing value than both. But you guys already have to be moving, looking at the primaries in the November election, aren't you?
3: we are yes and you know we've done a lot of training uh in terms of registering uh voters uh you know john one of the biggest things that we need to do as republicans is turn out the vote we need every vote we can we can get uh we've had some close elections in the past and i always get nervous that people think you know my day's busy i don't know that i'm gonna have time to go to the polls my vote really doesn't matter that you know we'll probably win this and that's just the wrong way to think about it we need everybody committed to turn up to vote because if we get all the voters out we will win uh, our elections it's it's just a it's when you look at the polling and the mathematics we need voter turnout so we've been working uh, quite a bit around the state on training people on how to register others to vote and uh, hopefully that'll help us with get out the vote efforts
1: well and you and i both i think have a great deal of respect for dr collier i i love jeff i i, I I'm glad I heard recently that he's doing physically the cancers. He's doing much better. But I think we're blessed this cycle that we don't have a primary for governor. I think that's a blessing for us. I'm sure as a party you're looking for, you can fundraise, you can focus on the general and focus on Laura Kelly. But Republicans can't just sit on their laurels and assume that she's going to roll over and lose. I mean, she's going to be a viable candidate.
3: Yeah. And, you know, she's an incumbent and incumbents are always, uh, you know, usually they they can they can do they can perform well in an election. Uh, and you're right. She's not just going to roll over. Look what she's done recently. John, sometimes I have to scratch my head and say, is she becoming a Republican? <laughs> yeah. because, well, she, she, know, she says she it.
1: Comes, she talks like it <laughs> only for
3: election purposes. Right. I mean, I don't really believe her ideology has changed one bit. I think she's very nervous. Looking ahead to November, that Derek Schmidt is going to replace her, and that that her policies on many issues, uh, not the least of which is her policies on COVID, have been very unpopular across this state. I mean, you know, a couple of weeks ago when she announced that Joe Biden's mandates are not appropriate for Kansas, I was I was really taken back. I thought, oh, our messaging is getting out; it's working. She she is seeing the light, uh, but I don't think she's really changed her colors. I think she's I think she her ideology is still where it always has been. Um, she's not changing the flag yet, so no, we got to keep we got to keep after her.
1: And we also have to keep in mind that she, despite your efforts, despite the efforts of the Schmidt campaign, she outraised our candidate. And you know the Democrat Party may not have a bunch of money in their coffers, but she's going to be well funded too. So we have to focus on fundraising as well.
3: Well, she will be because I'm anticipating there'll be a lot of of out-of-state money to assist her because I think we're going to see a lot of of out-of-state money flow into this state because I value them both. Uh, That will that will create uh, national uh, attention on the Democrat side to fund help fund her election here in Kansas so that they can do both so they can try to defeat us with value you know value them both but also try to keep her in power. So I think we'll see a lot of money flowing from out of state. And we're going to have to counter that with getting people out, you know, on, on. we need people out walking, going door to door. We need people registering others to vote. We need people, absolutely need people turning up to vote.
1: Yep, you're absolutely right. Well, Mike, I'm sure I will see you this weekend here in Wichita. But, again, if folks are interested, they can get their tickets, they can get information, also get information on the campaign and the efforts of the party at GOP. correct?
3: That's correct. Yes, go there, and uh, you could you could get the the agenda. You can book whatever tickets you want to book, and get all the details you'll need for the convention. And we're hoping to see lots of people show up uh, downtown Wichita this weekend.
1: I'm sure. Weekend. I'm sure we will, brother. Thank you again, and I'll see you uh, see you this weekend. Okay, John. See you Friday and Saturday. Thanks, Mike. We'll be taking your calls at 8:45. Coming up after the break, we'll talk with Austin Ruse. President of the Center for Family and Human Rights, about the push to pass radical pro-abortion legislation in the U.S. Senate. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk.
4: Has this ever happened to you? I wasn't feeling great, so I searched my symptoms on Google, and now I'm being followed by really uncomfortable ads. I hate feeling like my personal information is being bought and sold. I got DuckDuckGo and saw a difference right away. With one download, you can search and browse privately, avoiding trackers all for free. It's that simple. Take back your privacy online with DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Is this the real life?
1: No way these things could happen. It's, it's... It's a fantasy. The reality. That Donald Trump would be our president. Of the Glenn Beck Program. It's a fantasy that we would have 40-year high inflation rate like this. That we would be talking about nuclear war. Open your eyes. There's no reality anymore.
2: The Glenn Beck Program. Mornings from 9 until 11 on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Guns are firing,
4: tanks are rolling, planes are flying.
2: Dozens of killed.
4: We stand with you. We're keeping the door open. Bombs to a diplomatic way forward. Destruction. Special alert of Russian nuclear forces.
5: What's
2: happening can seem alarming to all Americans. For news that happens next, watching war crimes unfold. Before this is the price of freedom. It's heard anywhere else. Will happen on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Love. Love. Steve and Ted in the morning. Love going to work in the morning.
1: You need more than love. Hey, by the way, there's a massive, beautiful moon setting really? outside right now. Where's it West? Very low
3: on the northwest horizon. Wow. And it is something to see. If you're driving westbound
1: somewhere, you're definitely going to see it. Yep. Yeah. And if your knuckles begin to become very hairy, you're
0: probably a werewolf. I love you people.
2: You'll love it. Steve and
1: Ted in the morning on 98.7 and
2: 1330 KNSS. Steve and Ted mornings.
1: Don Grant, CFP, the money tracker. Good morning, Don. Well, good morning, Steve and Ted. do you enjoy that story
0: about the avocados? I did. That was kind of Interesting. I just bought a few the other day to make some
1: guacamole. <laughs> People like that. I'm not. I don't think it's such a big deal. I don't know why. I just, uh, you know, I look at it, guacamole and I think all
3: it's I can too think green about for you.
1: Is it when my son
3: was a little <laughs> toddler? And oh, a, oh no,
5: no, no. no just think no. of his don't, diapers. Don't say it.
3: Don't say it.
2: <laughs> Steve and Ted in the morning on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS.
0: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.
6: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
2: Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer show on 987 and 1330 KNSS. In accidents, miracles, they don't just happen by chance. As long as my God holds the world in his hands, I know that there's no such thing as unplanned.
1: Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on eight seven and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Don't forget, if you ever miss an episode, you can always visit knssradio.com. You'll find a link to podcasts of all our episodes there. And make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook. And, of course, follow me on Twitter, at John R. Whitmer. That's the best way to stay informed on all the latest show updates. Matthew West, the theme from Unplanned. Great, fantastic movie. If you if you haven't seen it, highly recommend you go see it. Great movie with a fantastic message. So the Women's Health Protection Act, uh, can't think of a more poorly named bill, did not advance in the U.S. Senate on Monday. The radical pro-abortion bill would have enshrined abortion on demand, into federal law for the first time. The bill would also declare abortion an international right. Joining us now to discuss this new push to pass radical pro-abortion policy is Aston Roos. He has headed the Center for Family and Human Rights since shortly after its creation in the summer of 1997 and has held the title of president since 2000. Austin was a founder of the National Catholic Prayer Breakfast and founding columnist at Catholic at the Austin, thank you for joining us this evening.
4: It is my pleasure, thanks for having me.:
1: So Austin, uh, Chucky Schumer, I, I don't know why he went through the, the trouble. He had to know the bill was going to fail. Not, not even all of his Democrats voted for it, yet yet he chose to force a vote on it anyway. Why?
4: Well, you know, you know, we're coming up to uh, the, the midterm elections, which are notoriously uh, lower turnout than, than a presidential election, and therefore the base is very important. And uh, I, I think it was uh, strictly a tip of the cap to, uh, to the pro-abortion base of the Democrat Party. So I, I think that's what that was all about. I mean, he, he knew that it would not pass. I mean, they needed 60 votes to, 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 uh, to actually bring it to the floor, and they ended up only getting 46. Uh, so, yeah, he, he knew it wasn't going to happen, but now they've got something to tell to their pro-abortion base uh, heading, into, uh, he- heading into the midterms.
1: So this was a postcard vote, basically, so they could they could attack Joe Manchin, for example, one of the Democrats who voted against it. It was just a, a, a an attack vote to, to get the Democrats who didn't vote against it on the record and obviously the Republicans. But, you know, if you look at this bill, it's a real slap in the face, in particular to, to states' rights. It would roll back nearly all state laws that restrict abortion enacted over the past 40 years including laws on parental notification, informed consent, late-term abortion, dismemberment abortion, telemedicine abortion. I I mean, it would even repeal conscience protections, right?
4: uh, Well, sure. It it just shows you how radical the Democratic Party has become over the years with regard to to abortion. You know, they they are truly afraid that uh, the Supreme Court is going to Overturn or fatally cripple uh, the abortion regime uh, Roe and Doe and Casey, and so in some of the states they're preparing for that by codifying Roe and as you say, going much further uh, than Roe. For instance, allowing you know non-licensed personnel to uh, to perform abortions, for instance, which is in the New York State law. So yeah, this bill went much further than the current abortion regime and would and would overturn all restrictions. That have been passed in the states, and you know that's another thing that has really annoyed them over the last decade or so is how creative the pro-life movement has become in the states. You know, uh, requiring abortion clinics to to have the same standards as surgical clinics for anybody. oh, how dare they! You know, Even have got to widen the halls for yeah, yeah, exactly, and and requiring abortion doctors to have privileges at the local hospital, which is hard for these butchers to get. So the, the pro-life movement has been really. You know, there's this big boulder in front of us, which is Roe v. Wade, uh, which is, quote-unquote, the law of the land. Uh, And so the pro-lifers have gone around and heavily restricted uh, abortion clinics and abortion doctors, not touching the basic, quote-unquote, right to abortion, but making it harder for them to do their job. And the result is that hundreds of abortion clinics have closed around the country over the last uh, 10 or 15 years. So, so yeah, this is an effort— to impose abortion on the country um, in in case Roe and and Doe fall.
1: Um, You know, we're we're talking with Austin Roos, president of the Center for Family and Human Rights. Austin, the bill also declares that abortion is a, quote, international human right and is part of a new generation of abortion laws that recognizes abortion as a right for individuals who identify as transgender can you explain to me exactly how that works? How does a man, a biological male, have a right to an abortion? I, I just, I'm just, i trying to figure out exactly how that works.
4: Well, you know, it, the reason you can't figure it out is because you're a hater. And you
1: <laughs> oh, okay.
4: Okay. That's it. That's it. I'm
1: transphobic because I don't understand biologically how that works
4: and you're you're also anti science yes. so just live with yourself
1: yes i'm anti science <laughs> i mean sir, i read that and i thought to myself wait a minute
4: yeah
1: okay but i'm going right to get it right to you know it's very
4: <laughs> it's very funny when you see in the news that uh, a transgender woman uh is having a baby with a transgender man uh <laughs> because all that means is that a woman is having a baby with a man you uh, know it's you know it, it 's it, you know, it, it, it's, it's kind of sad that they make people jump through these kind of hoops to try to understand that and often you you, you you're sitting reading these things and you look like a dog that 's heard a noise that nobody else could hear you know, it's like you, you, you tilt your head and you go what what was that so uh you know and the other half of that is that it 's an international right. Uh, This is something that my organization has worked on since we were founded in 1997, and that is to stop a global right to abortion. And when these people say that abortion is an international right, they're lying, because even the General Assembly of the United Nations has never agreed to that. Uh, Abortion doesn't appear in any hard law treaty. It hardly appears in any non-binding resolutions. So when they say that it's an international right, it's simply a lie.
1: There's you know, I'm glad you brought up the U.N., though. I, I've heard that, that pro-abortion elements of the United Nations are actually attempting to ban pro-life groups. Could that affect your organization?
4: Well, we are a U.N.-accredited NGO uh, with the U.N. Economic and Social Council. So so we have passes that get us in. But you're exactly right. The Commission on the Status of Women, which is about to convene in about three weeks, one of the most important negotiations of of the year, uh, they are attempting to block even UN-accredited NGOs from participating in the conference. So we're working on that. We're we're about to release, I think maybe we released it today, maybe tomorrow, uh, a a sign-on letter from 400 groups from all over the world demanding that uh, pro-life and pro-family groups be allowed in. Uh, We're presenting a petition of almost 10,000 names, and we expect uh, a letter from Congress to be delivered to the U.N. in in the next several days. So, you know, they they have tried this off and on for many, many years, Uh, and and we generally win these things. But for now, we're locked out.
7: You know,
1: it's just it's sad um, when, when you talk about fringe elements that are trying to suppress and yet these same fringe elements are the ones that talk about being open and transparent and share and quote unquote tolerant but they're only tolerant of those that agree with them
4: well yeah that, that that's absolutely right uh uh yeah they're they're, they're not as, as uh, a, a local uh, radio uh, host says here in Washington, D.C., Chris Plant, he says they're not liberals, they're the left, and there's a big difference.
1: Yeah, no, that's a great way of putting it. it. Your organization, again, it's the Center for Family and Human Rights. If folks are interested, if they want, you've got some great information on your website. It's c-fam.org, correct?
4: That's right. Uh, We put out a weekly report called The Friday Facts, which just tells you how old this report is. We've been doing it since there were fax machines and before email. But people can subscribe, and uh, it's a weekly report on the latest uh, outrage happening on life and family issues at the U.N. Originally reported material. It's free to subscribe to. And there's lots of other stuff there on the website as well.
1: Uh, Austin, I, I appreciate you joining us this evening. Thank you again for what you do. Life is one of the things that we have to stand for, we have to fight for. We've got a battle here in Kansas uh, coming up here this fall on our primary ballot fighting for our value them both amendment. And it sounds like you're doing the same thing at the UN. So I appreciate you. Thank you for joining us this evening. Carry on the fight, my friend.
4: Thank you. Uh, anytime. Thank you so much for having me.
1: We're going to pay a few bills, and when we return, Senate Majority Leader Larry Alley will be with us to bring us our latest news from Topeka. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk.
2: Attorney Tyler Patterson. A car wreck never happens at a convenient time. If you're hurting a wreck over the weekend, don't wait for Monday to get the help you need now. Seek medical help right away and then call us. I'm Attorney Gary Patterson. At Patterson Legal Group, we're your 24-7 injury attorneys. We are available anytime to get you the help you need. So don't wait for Monday. Call Patterson Legal Group right away, and we'll get working on your case immediately. Patterson Legal is the way to go. Call 5500.
1: A winter weather advisory remains in effect as areas of snow and sleet and some freezing rain will end. Cloudy skies will give way to clearing, we'll making down to 25 degrees overnight with the north wind gusting to 25. Sunshine returns for Monday, high temperature near 43.
4: I'm KNSS meteorologist Rodney Price.
6: I'm Mary Corsetti. Ukrainian President Zelensky stressed the need for massive military and humanitarian aid while speaking to U.S. Senators. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says he is hopeful that Congress will pass a $10 billion aid package for Ukraine.
5: We're asking Washington to do everything it can to facilitate the transfer of the planes
0: from Eastern Europe to the Ukrainians, which would greatly enhance their ability to defend themselves
6: this as ukraine president zelensky has asked allies to impose a no-fly zone over ukraine something that nato has ruled out in fear of further escalation as russian tanks continue to push forward on various fronts putin demanded that ukraine end the fighting and on the u.s side now moves potentially to deliver polish jets to ukraine some debate yet about how those can be backfilled by the u.s but that's something that people here in ukraine are
2: desperate for
6: fox's benjamin hall america is listening to fox news
2: Sean Hannity. Innocent men,
4: women, children, they're dying at the hands of a tiny tyrant named Vladimir Putin, attempting to punish Ukrainians for their resistance and break their will through a campaign of indiscriminate violence. Vladimir Putin started this war. Vladimir Putin is a murdering authoritarian thug who is willing to kill even children to satisfy his maniacal territorial ambitions. Sean
2: Hannity, afternoons at 2 on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Live Sunday nights, this is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS.
1: John Whitmer Show on 98 7 and 1330 KNSS. Little Laura Kelly theme song. I just want to crank this up sometimes. You know, you can always listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS radio. If you ever miss an episode, just visit KNSSradio.com. You'll find links to podcasts of all our episodes there. And make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page and follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show. Joining us now to bring us our weekly legislative update from Topeka is Senate Majority Leader Larry Alley from Winfield. Senator, thank you for joining us this evening.
5: Well, thank you very much for having me. Uh, it's snowing up here in, in Topeka, but uh, that won't stop us from getting our work done tomorrow.
1: Good. Well, you know, that's right, because, you know, you make the big bucks up there. I know what you make. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't big bucks. Is it still, It's still like nine bucks an hour. It, you guys are, it, yeah. Well, yes,
5: yeah, but uh, that's not the reason we're all up here. You know that, John. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, you pay. It better not be, because if it is, you, <laughs> <laughs> we're not getting our money's worth. <laughs> Larry, let me uh let's start with this. Let let's talk tax cuts, you know, cuz Laura Kelly keeps talking about I just saw another Facebook ad that her campaign is is paying for, you know, uh, touting the axe the tax and uh here and yet if you look at the at the real numbers here, uh state general fund spend uh, ending balance in 2022 was 2.89 billion. The estimated ending balance for 2023 is 3.75 billion. Those sound like big numbers, but revenues over expenditures for 2023 are estimated to be roughly 883 million. So there's limited opportunity to really cut taxes without, you know, experiencing future budgetary challenges. She's Naive, if she thinks she can cut taxes and increase spending and do all this stuff, it just makes this whole thing so obvious it's a campaign pledge.
5: Uh, I maybe you're right, John. It, what uh, we're looking at here is uh, let's don't spend something today that's recurring. Let's don't put uh, put out a tax that we can't afford, uh, you know, tax cut today that we can't afford in two or three years. That's one of the issues that we have. Yes, we have a uh, budget surplus today, but it's because of gov- of the federal government right. sending all that money down for covid.
1: No, you're absolutely right and and all it's going to take is another, you know, economic downturn or another issue with the aircraft industry or a president who badmouths, you know, some small aviation or something and we could be right back in the situation where we were last time and I think you guys are smart not to go all in on some of her spending ideas. On top of that, the state just committed to a large tax break to a $4 billion mystery business that may ultimately end up costing taxpayers. Uh, I mean, I I just don't know. Now, all that being said, are we going to see any kind of tax relief, do you think?
5: I believe we will see some tax relief. Uh, In fact, we had four bills that went across the floor uh, on Thursday. We've got another one that will be probably coming across tomorrow. But I think the lo- the larger tax business, If you know, you notice uh, one of the things that she wants to do would be uh, axe the tax, remove the tax on food. Uh, that that depending upon your definition of food and depending on what that means, that could be anywhere from uh, 400 million dollars on up to about 750 million dollars. And so uh, I don't believe that that's that's something that we need to look at as far as uh, a complete. Re- removal of all food sales tax but i think we can do a, a small reduction in food sales tax while we do the, some of these other other uh, tax cuts
1: and i think that i that makes sense just because you cut I, i've seen that same figure anywhere from 400 to 700 out that creates a hole you got to figure you either have to cut spending someplace which you know she's not going to go for or at some point that hole is going to could become a problem um, Another issue that I see uh, both chambers are wrestling with this session is the Parents' Bill of Rights. It's, you know, a, a scaled down version of school choice. I saw your liberal colleague, Senator Cindy Holscher, an Overland Park Democrat for our listeners who may not know, held an event recently where she and members of the education establishment said that the legislature should trust the teachers, not the parents. I mean, it's. It's about as asinine a thing to say, and yet that's really their attitude on this: is that the teachers know best, and parents shouldn't have a say.
5: I think that's right. This whole thing is is about transparency, John. Uh, uh, let's make sure that parents know what we're being, what the children are being taught in school. Let's make sure what they're reading in the library. Uh, the concern that that uh, I think a lot of people are is, hey, that's our job. You you shouldn't you shouldn't have the right to know that, and yeah. that's what it's really all about
1: it seems like that without i mean well some actually are explicitly saying that but many aren't they're trying to couch it in other language but really that is what many of them are saying is that well you know just you're too dumb to know let trust us we know what's best
5: right and and i think that uh, you've seen a couple of bills that were uh, suggested in and as you know john uh Anybody can put anything in a bill, but it takes a lot of effort to get it to committee on the floor debated at both both houses to get it done. And some of those things that were uh, out there a little ways uh, didn't make it through the, uh, through the House committees. But I think we've got a bill that we're looking at, and it'll probably come out uh, sometime this week out of the committee uh, on a parent's bill of rights.
1: Good. Well, I, that was one of the questions that I was going to ask. We're talking with Senate Majority Leader Larry Alley, uh, another bill in the Senate that has the left all in a tizzy is the fairness in women's sports act which again essentially for for my listeners who may not know essentially says biological males shouldn't be playing girls sports because it puts the girls at a competitive disadvantage but boy the uh the left is
5: frantic about this one aren't they you know john one of the one of the arguments that i just read this evening was that uh, let's not talk about uh m- m- biological males playing let's talk about tall girls playing against short girls that's a, <laughs> that's an advantage for tall girls i think if that's the only argument they have they've got a they've got a pretty weak argument in that regard but uh, it is it is a disadvantage for uh, the women that are playing against men the uh the difference in in men and women uh if if you didn't uh, if you haven't listened to uh the description that we had on the Senate floor, uh we gave about a thirty minute description of the differences between male and women from their muscle mass to their bones to all this is, is different and uh to someone that doesn't want to recognize that, I think uh, we're not being truthful
1: well and this is from the same side that has been telling us to trust the science for the last two years. So I believe you're right. Right, It's you know that that's why their argument doesn't hold a whole lot of water. Um, You've also guys have been wrestling with a couple of constitutional amendments. I know Ty Masterson just uh, I think he introduced. I don't know what the status is. The amendment on changing the way Supreme Court justices are elected. My last year in the legislature, uh, rather my first year in the legislature, they tried that. And of course, the moderate Republicans wouldn't get behind it. Where do we stand on that?
5: John, I think that's probably going to be uh, coming out within, if it's not this week, early next week, out of committee. And uh, I think it's got a good chance. And the reason I believe it's got a good chance of passing the Senate is because of the action we took last week when we confirmed three members of the Board of Regents. It wasn't a a partisan issue. It was a bipartisan uh, decision. To confirm those two, uh, and uh, we had some disagreements on the floor. So we had a good debate. We had uh, a lot of investigation, and we can do the very same thing with our Supreme Court justices. Remember, if, if uh, it just remains the way it is, the Senate gets no no say. Right. Or well, the confirmation.
1: No elected officials get a say in it. That's the thing, and that has always bothered me. With our current system is, uh, the, if you look at the, it's it's all done through the Bar Association, the membership of the bar. And when I was on the House Judiciary Committee, at that time, they estimated that, well, the numbers were pretty bad. There were only about 2,500 lawyers who actually bothered to vote. So you're literally having Supreme Court justices that are really, 2,500 lawyers are picking three names and the governor picks one of the three names. So 2,500 Lawyers, pick your justices. There's no representation for the public there. There's no accountability through our elected leaders. And I think that was one of the things that really got me is you're installing someone in essentially a lifetime job, and there's no
5: accountability to the people. I think you're right. That's one of the things that I was so happy with 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 the the, uh, Senate Education Committee because they did their due diligence. They looked into these. They they dug a little deeper than just the questionnaire that the governor sends out to for these people. And we found some instances that uh, things that uh, were questionable. We asked them about it, and uh, ultimately they were confirmed, but not without uh, being contested. So I think we need to do the same thing with our Supreme Court uh, nominees, and uh, let's let's make sure they're vetted properly.
1: Well, and you know, here's the other thing: we you, all you guys are doing. You're not changing the law. You're putting it on the ballot to let Kansans, if they want to, make that change. And if, uh, you know, if, if the opposition is so strong about it, then make your case to the public, and that will fail on the ballot. And I think that's one of the, you know, they, they said the same thing about the value of them both. Oh, we don't want to vote for this. Well, you're just denying people the right to vote. If you can make the case, then they'll vote no. Uh, it's just the people who are so in- interested in making sure people vote sure like to suppress the vote.
5: I think you're correct, John, and and the uh this is this is a big issue really when you consider uh the nominees that uh, they come about. We don't give it when when you don't get a say by your elected officials and it's all done by by uh the uh legal uh crew that's around now, I believe that we better off ha- we'd be better off having a uh Research by the senate and in a vote by the senate and that didn't nominate them
1: well it's good enough for the federal model why not at least incorporate here and besides let's not forget the kansas supreme court is the most overturned court in the country and there's a reason for that Uh, larry is there anything coming up here in the next week or two that you know folks should be keeping an eye out that we should be watching any committees that you know that
5: are going to be active that we should watch the live stream of well John as you know uh we're going to be doing a lot of work on the floor uh we've got the budget coming up i think we only have like a, another week and then we'll be on the floor all all week the following week uh all day uh the budget is being uh, debated right now we're meeting on daily on on that and uh, the main thing that we're looking at here just John's what to do with this budget surplus uh you think well that's not a problem but it is a it is an, a, 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 a a something we need to concentrate on What if we were to not worry about spending it and put it against our debt and pay down our debt? Like, for instance, CAPERS. If we were to take a billion dollars of that $3 billion that we have available and put that down on our debt, we would bring up uh, CAPERS to about 83% funded. And then that means that uh, we would save the payments that were going to CAPERS, Plus the interest on that that would save us about a hundred million dollars a year, not for one year, ten years, but for lot, for the life of the loan so that things like paying down the caper's debt, uh paying off our bills like that with this one time money let's don't uh, let's not take this one time money and put it out to things that that uh, are recurring that's where we get in trouble, but yep. if we do it responsibly, pay down our debt, reduce our expenses. When we have the downturn, we'll be paying for it. Also, the other thing is we need to put money in a rainy day fund. And I think that will be debated uh, uh, in the uh, budget process. Right now, that budget is supposed to be heard on the 15th.
1: Well, Larry, you and Ty are doing a great job. We appreciate you guys. Uh, if folks are interested, if they want to stay in touch with you, they can find you. Your website is Ally. For Kansas.com. It's A L L E Y. They can find you there, reach out to you there. Same for Facebook, right? It's Alley for Kansas.
5: Yes, that's right.
1: Larry, I appreciate you, brother. I'm glad you're, uh, you know, try and stay warm up there and have a a good week and make sure you carry on the fight, my friend. We'll do it. Thank you very much for having us on today. Thanks, brother. We'll take a quick break and then I want to hear from you. Our phone lines are open 316. 869 1330. Give us a call. You're listening to the John Whitmer Show on 987 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. We'll be back right after this.
5: Great
4: Plains Nature Center is Wichita's unique oasis connecting our community to nature. As a friend of Great Plains Nature Center, you will enjoy membership benefits such as exclusive access to members-only events, regular updates on events and programs, Owl's Nest gift shop discounts, and more. Visit gpnc.org to find out about membership opportunities and how you can help support our ongoing mission to inspire the next generation of learners.
3: Has this crazy car market driven you mad? Find the cure at Midwest Kia during our Mega March sales event.
0: We're out to sell 100 new Kias during March with New car inventory arriving daily. Exceptional value and transparent pricing. Visit MidwestKia or MidwestKia.com.
8: Could taxes be dragging down your portfolio? Join Edelman Financial Engines on Tuesday, March 29th at 3 p.m. or 8 p.m. Eastern for our brand-new virtual event, Six Tax Smart Investing Strategies. We'll show you why tax-efficient investing makes a big difference and how to make it part of your overall wealth management plan. Register now. At planefe.com to learn about tax drag and how you can help overcome it. See how tax loss harvesting can help you offset capital gains, and find out how to make the most of tax-advantaged accounts for retirement, education, and health care. Register now, and you'll also get a free retirement review with one of our experienced wealth planners. That's an $800 value. Join us for this fixed tax smart investing strategies on Tuesday, March 29th at 3 p.m. And you'll get a free retirement review by registering now at PlanEFE.com. That's PlanEFE.com. Edelman Financial Engines. From here forward.
6: In sports, we know that great athletes don't rest in the off season. They train year-round. The same holds true in our business. This is Larry Ryan with Ryan Lawn and Tree. Did you know a lot of lawn companies lay off their crews for the winter? Not Ryan. Our full-time Ryan pros have been working and training during the off-season, studying the latest science about your lawns, trees, and landscapes. And while those other guys are starting from scratch, trying to hire new replacements, our employee owners are cross-training each other so that this year, like every year, no one can do a better job of taking care of your entire outdoor environment than Ryan. Call today. Or visit ryanlawn.com for a free estimate. One of our college-educated Ryan pros will be right out in a clean red truck. And by the way, if you or someone you know would love a great outdoor career as a full-time employee owner instead of a seasonal part-timer, consider Ryan Lawn and Tree. Our mission is to provide great careers. Learn more at ryanlawn.com.
2: The only place you'll find KNSS Radio Online is through the Odyssey app. Download it now. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS.
1: Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Want to remind you to stay informed with up-to-the-minute news by visiting uh, KNSSS.com kns, or download the Odyssey app or tell Alexa or Google Home to play KNSS radio. And, of course, you can make sure you like and follow. I tell you, this must be something in the coffee. <laughs> John Whitmer Show Facebook page. And follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show. Ah, we'll see if I can get this part right. May, thank you for sticking around. Thank you for listening here on sure. the John Whitmer Show.
7: I'm glad to do it. Here's what I wanted to say is uh, with me, everything's got to get on my calendar or I don't get it done. Uh huh. And August the 2nd this year five months is when this vote is coming up. I can remember, it just seems like it's not advertised very well. And so I'm saying with that value them both amendment.
1: Correct. Vote.
7: You might put value them both and put yes on it. Value them both. And And everybody knows the big lie that abortionists tell us is it's just a blob of tissue. Well, it may be at the beginning, but when they say you can kill a baby up to, a uh, full term just before they're ready to be born. Now that is murder. Do not tell me that is not murder. <laughs> it is definitely murder. And they act like, oh, a, a woman's just going to feel, just be glad. Uh, they had a great, great big, now talk about money, big, big uh, deal, you know, about this girl. She says, I'm glad I did it, or it was along that line. And she was talking about having an abortion, and I thought, you pitiful person. How very, very sad that she would even allow her picture. I mean, it's one thing to tell about having an abortion, but to try to encourage others is it's just insane. Yeah, I, the... I, I know a young woman that and it was even I I know they have the excuses, rape and incest and all that kind of stuff. And and, you know, I hate to say I kind of I, I almost see that. But this young woman that I know of, she went ahead and had the baby. It was after a wait and and later uh she at, at first they she didn't know where he was and then he was found. And now uh she's older and he got married and she's got grandkids and she doesn't take away, you know, from the of course not.
1: Like well at all. You know, it's it's not the uh it's not the baby's fault for sure. And it's just that's the that's the key is, uh, you know, it, it's life is valuable regardless of the circumstances, no matter how unfortunate uh, or criminal uh, of the conception. And, and I think you're right. Absolutely. The August uh, primary is when the value of them both. And they're just now ramping up the folks at uh, at the the three organizations that are really behind the Kansas for life and the others. That are starting to coordinate the value of them both effort. We're going to have them on the show again. We had them on last week. I guarantee you, we will have them on again as they start ramping up. They're just now doing uh, hiring and and doing some outreach. And I guarantee you, we will be updating you as the uh, as the efforts continue and they go on. May thank you for thank you for joining us uh, this evening. Appreciate you listening. And you're right. Make sure we vote. Got to vote yes. I mean that's the key. And as as Mike Uckelman said, we got to make sure we get our voter turnout too. Um Dave I wanted to while well, we only have just a minute I don't know if you uh heard but I think we finally figured out the solution the 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 Biden solution did you hear Kamala Harris kind of explained the well you basically she just sort of told us exactly what everybody knew she explained the draw for voting for her and Joe Biden Right. And the reward. Yes. (laughs) Yes. She did. She did. It was so nice. (laughs) It was an honest moment with Kamala. Right. Did you hear that?
7: Because as we all know, elections matter. And when folks vote, they order what they want. And in this case, they got what they asked for.
0: We
1: sure as hell did. (laughs) Oh, boy. And when folks (laughs) vote. They order <laughs> and they get what they want, and you got what you asked. Well, yeah, well, we sure did. I mean, she she goes on in the clip. She says, "You know, I went a little off script there, and I'm just I can only imagine the staffer who was sitting turned yes. to the wall next to them and started banging their head right. on the wall over that one. Like I'm gonna get blamed for this. Oh yes, I. She's, but she was honest. She was honest. You got you gotta, what you paid for, basically. Gotta give her points for that. Yeah, you know, so. Let's review. Let's see. We had 13 <laughs> dead soldiers in Afghanistan. Yeah. $4 gas. Uh we we had we have we have more deaths from COVID while Joe Biden was president and the vaccine was here than under President Trump with no vaccine. Right? More deaths. Yep. Okay. Lockdowns. Terrible yes. economy. Right. I mean, what else? Well, I mean, this the list is so long. You got inflation. Uh, you, you left one out, the 40-year uh, inflation, the Ukraine Russia conflict. Oh, the Ukraine, yes, but he that's not his fault, right? Cuz he could have done nothing. Well, he, he could, did. Maybe, well, you're right, he did nothing. Okay, well no, he <laughs> ate ice cream. He did have okay. ice cream, and that's, you know, doing something. Right. And he went to he went to Delaware. Right? So yep, he did that. Many times he's been to Delaware, lots of times. Loves that ba- basement in Delaware. Um, I, I mean, just so they did, they got what they paid for. They you know, let maybe give her a little grace here. Maybe what she meant was, uh, <laughs> like when you go through the drive-through and you make your order, and you get all the way home before you check it, and you realize they left out an order of fries. Yes, maybe that's what she meant.
8: <laughs> you know, that's what
1: you ordered, but you didn't. They blank yeah. you at the drive-thru, right. is what you are saying. If you've seen Lethal Weapon 2, yes. yeah, there's the reference. They but, blank you at the drive-thru. Yeah, maybe that's it. You get all the way home, and they realize you got a, a small soda instead of a large. Gotcha. Okay, so if that's the case, which one is Joe Pesci? <laughs> no, I mean, it's. I, I heard that clip, and I just thought to myself, well, at least they're being honest. Yeah. Sure. Give her points for that. Um, there's a reason their approval numbers are in the ta- I saw. Speaking of approval numbers, CNN, you know, they do the uh, minute by minute polling, and then they do at the end of the speech, State of the Union speech, they do the uh, first first response polls. Right now, we both know CNN is definitely a pro Biden network. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Yeah, and everyone, you you recognize it's kind of understood that. The president, people who watch a State of the Union, tend to be of the same party. Mm-hmm. So CNN releases their poll results, recognizing that a good ten to twelve percent of the responses are from Democrats. Forty-one percent disapproval. Ooh, well, yeah, I think you're going to be hearing that clip on a lot of Republican ads. What do you think, John? I think that's probably right. <laughs> I think that's probably right. Next week we'll bring you highlights from the state convention. In the meantime, stay safe, stay warm.